Yes, welcome to BPM, Black Op Loops Podcast Media. Today I've got a very special guest with me, Mrs. Don't Call Me a Superman, <laughs> Simone Roberts. Simone. Hello. Actually, actually you know what? I'm going to ask you, why Why have you come into my ether? Why, why have I found you exactly? What, what's going on? Well... I think it's got a lot to do with the budget news article that we had a few weeks back. Well, when I say that, actually, it was the original article was actually a year and a half ago. Oh, really? They asked, yeah, they asked if they could republish it as they thought it was fitting during lockdown. And they thought that it would really suit families to have that information again. Uh, I think a lot of families went back to basics, didn't they, during lockdown and started cooking from scratch again. So they just thought it was fitting to bring it back out. So they asked to republish it. So we're just sent in new pictures, yeah. Okay, so basically the article read, when I looked at it, it was like um, Superman feeds family of six. I don't know why it's at six because you seem like you're seven. Are you seven? Yeah. Yes, we are seven. Actually, maybe back then when it was... You have a new baby? Yes. Yes, I've had a baby recently, yeah. <laughs> okay, so a family of seven. I'm updated it here, headliner. A family of seven feeds... No, Superman feeds a family of seven on £25 or dollars a week. Mm. And I looked at this, I was like, wait, 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 wait a second. The reason why I wrote you straight away, because I was like, I come from a family of eight. And when I heard that, I thought to myself, my mum, we struggled growing up. We was obviously from a, like a poorer black family, uh, Birmingham. And I just had a mum there, so I didn't even have a dad. So our budget was probably around £25 a week, probably back then, especially when we was younger. I don't know if you remember. Where are you from again? Um, we're from Birmingham. Um, okay. I was brought up in Handsworth and Lee Bank. Ah, and then so we moved far? to Small Heath. Okay. Yeah. yeah so- Small Heath and now we're in Rubri. Okay, so I see that's the thing. It's funny because we was, re- well, we was raised all over Birmingham, Smevig, Handsworth. We moved to um, Rugby for a little bit, came back to Handsworth, and then my mum settled now in Northfield, so not far from you. Okay. Um, anyway, so when we was coming up, we was like, oh, brilliant, okay, yeah. Oh, is there a delay on the line? Or is it all right? Not that I can hear. It's fine, yeah. Okay. And um, so, yeah, when we was coming up, it was basically like, okay, s- 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 what did we, you know, did we actually survive on a budget of 25 euros or pounds or whatever? Mm. Um, and I think we did, but we didn't do it how you did it. You do it vegan. Mm. Now, me being, I was a vegan for two years. I was, I'm a vegetarian for 10 years now because I dropped off. The reason why I dropped off being a vegan is because I was traveling a lot. And I realized a lot of countries don't cater towards vegans. They don't know. Soon, like if you go to Brazil, for example, and you say, I'm vegan, I don't eat meat. They look at you and like, and they try and sneak meat into your dish. Seriously? Yeah. They, they did this to me. I was like, look, I don't eat meat. And they said, and then I realized it, it's a bit arrogant, actually, that we're here talking about, yeah, we, we don't eat meat. And it's these poor countries mm. that don't even have this luxury. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're struggling. Oh, for food, yeah. And we have the choice. Mm. So yeah, um, basically it was like that. And um 
and what I found with vegan eating vegan was expensive, man. Expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, when I heard twenty five pounds, I was like, nah, man. She got, I don't know how she did it. So, mm-hmm. anyway, before we get into that, so you're from Birmingham. I got, to, I actually got yeah. some questions. You know, I wrote a lot of questions yeah, but before we get into the stuff. Um, so, so, what was your upbringing like? What, how did this, did this, did your upbringing have anything to influence, like, why you, did you adapt from your youth this style of living? Well, in terms of like the resourcefulness, yes, because my mum always cooked like vegan, vegetarian, what we would call idle foods yeah, yeah, yeah. back then anyway, as part of our weekly, you know, food. Mm. And all of our um, family friends and stuff, and a lot of them were Rastafarian, we had that kind of food, beans, lentils and stuff, it was the norm. And then I have family um, that we used to visit in London um, around that time being young and seeing the, the way that the, their grandmother who's from Trinidad and mm. their mom cooked things like chickpeas and stuff and it was all kind of emerged into what we would have with meat okay so it was just basically the meat was just plunked on top yeah. <laughs> kind of thing so when you take the meat away you still got the rest of the meal yeah, and yeah. yeah I think um, when I met my husband um, he was already vegan 10 years so oh, okay. when I used to cook for him, I used to cook for him. And when when I'm cooking, I would add what I eat, usually fish around that time. Mm. Um, because I, I was going off meat anyway. I'm a bit of a meat snob, to be honest. I was <laughs> never into slimy, you know, the meat that got people are eating now is not the meat we grew up on in the 80s. It's completely different. And right. yeah, it's a different, completely different type of meat and fish. So obviously... You know, coming up with that, I'm thinking that nah, I can't eat this stuff anymore. And it was just a natural progression. He didn't, mm. you know, try and coax me into it or say, look, my wife needs to be vegan. It was nothing like that. He was really supportive. But at the same time, I could feel myself taking that transition through to a vegan lifestyle. And yeah, and that's just how it happened, really. But I think okay. from upbringing, we always saw it. We always saw it. It wasn't nothing big. It was an idle diet. Okay, so um, do you feel any health benefits from it? Did you get any health benefits? Like, you know, is there a change? Yeah, because when I went with my husband, I was also um, already a mother to a daughter who was 10 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I used to feel like um, my food would take so long to digest. I used to feel that. I used to feel quite sluggish after a meal. Mm-hmm. When it, going into veganism about four years into our relationship, I started to feel like I had more energy, especially in the evening. Mm-hmm. Also switching around how we make our meals and when. So uh, we eat our main meal earlier on in the day so that our body has the whole day to kind of digest, you know, what we've eaten and before bed. So we're not going to bed on a full, full stomach. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a, I don't know I guess I get a feeling of there's definite health benefits and I can feel more energized and I feel more um I put it with it as well it's really hard to explain but the difference is is massive definitely and I've always had vegan pregnancies my tired okay my babies in the uterus do not like any animal products so as soon as I started having more children it was just off the menu anyway. I couldn't even smell it. Couldn't go to the supermarkets and see it. Nothing just turned me off. So 
yeah. There's a lot of stigmata around that, isn't there? There's like, um, if you tell somebody, yeah, I'm not eating meat, they're like, the doctors are probably like, no, you've got to eat the meat. You need the iron, you need the protein. Yeah. And I don't realize that like a lot of protein comes on beans, you know? Yeah. And stuff yeah. like this, you know? Um, yeah. But there's always um, broccoli. This... <laughs> broccoli, yeah. There's uh, what? Yeah. A kale. Kale is a good one. Yeah. Resourceful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very, um, I think we have we've had to re educate ourselves um, on the diet and the, on, on health benefits of what we're eating as well. And I think obviously it's taught a certain way in school to mm-hmm. benefit the whole system of you know produce production, yeah, yeah. it's a big industry, the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an industry, and in that industry, people need pain. So, obviously, that filters through to the school education system as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons why I got came off me. I think I watched a, a video once. I can't remember. It was a video of like how to slaughter the chickens and stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this no more. And f- the yeah. first reason why I quit meat was because I was like, I'm not supporting this industry. So I can't support it. I said, if I don't like that, uh, it's, it's not because I have a particular love for animals or anything. I mean, I do like animals, but it's not because I'm like, yeah, these. But I just think no one should be tortured, like including yeah, animals. Yeah. So I said, I'm not going to yeah. eat that. If there's another way to do it, I'm going to do it mm. that way. So that was uh, the first step for me going yeah. vegetarian. I've never really, uh, I've never watched any anything like that. You know, I can't really watch things like that. I find nah. it quite traumatic, to be honest. I've never watched any of the documentaries. There's never any scaremongering into it, basically. No, yeah. I didn't feel like that anyway. Yeah, yeah. but uh, over time, I've had a different type of love for animals now okay. than I did before. Yeah. Definitely. That's just naturally with time. And I guess, yeah, that's just the way it's gone. Sorry, how long did you say you was a vegan so far? How long? No, what is it? What, it's coming up five years now. I think. Five years, yeah. Well, give you a round of applause, you know. Five years. Oh, I, I, I only made two, but like I said, I think I'd still be a vegan if I wasn't traveling so much. I think I probably mm. would still be, but I was just in these yeah. countries that they didn't allow. Um, question is actually, I wanted to go back a little bit. How do you, because I've got um, three kids. And I can't get vegetables and stuff into them. I can't get nice food into them. They just want garbage. So how do you convince your young kids? Because your kids are quite young, aren't they? How do you yes, convince them to eat? But then again, I guess if you start off, this, I think you, if you start off that way, they don't know anything else. So there's no yeah, real fight. But isn't there like when they go, to, so when they go to school and they eat, mm. or do you pack lunch for them? How, how does that work? Well, firstly, uh, my uh, our eldest is actually 19. And mm. even at my tender age of 19, 20, having a young child, mm. I always, from my own upbringing, knew the importance of fresh fruit and vegetables. I remember yeah. walking back from the markets and your arms are dragging on yeah. the floor of all the bags, <laughs> you know, the blue and white bags, and you're just bopping. <laughs> and we just think, when are we ever going to get in? That was all fruit and veg. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I... That's how I grew up. So um, credit to my mum and dad, obviously, that was the way of life. I didn't know anything different. So when I was obviously weaning my daughter, even though she was, I was young, that's how she was weaned. And she still is the same now. She could, she, she's not um, vegan, my eldest daughter, mm. but she, she has, um, you know, a very good diet and she knows what's important. With mm. these younger children now, um, we have homeschooled, home educated, oh, exception. Yeah. So they've never been into an institution um, before, and we have no plans to. So their diet is 
obviously what we eat and yeah. it always has been since we wean them we don't wean our babies onto anything like you know the packet foods or yeah the processed stuff um, yeah or the you know the jar even the jars with all the mixes in like pear yeah. and apple crumble and yeah. things like that we never we have it quite strict and quite when i say strict i mean simple so mm. we have like soft boiled um like butternut squash parsnips yeah. or separate so the child can you know appreciate the taste of the raw fruit or vegetable by itself yeah. and take that tanginess and take it so that when they do eat when they're a bit older and they're eating like us mm. they know their taste buds can tell them yeah you've had this before or you haven't but you will accept it because you've tasted things from its raw state yeah. and I think that's really important really I think sometimes we try and make food sound so nice for babies and we're mixing up you know you're mixing up potato you're probably dropping a bit of butter in it or yeah yeah the wrong path honestly because that's what they're looking for it's that salt kick it's the yeah later on you have you have problems sometimes but yeah our children love their food they're very passionate about animals but it's also at the same time they love the idea of eating they love the idea of growing their own food which we're exploring oh, yeah, now. yeah yeah look yeah, into so, actually maybe that doesn't work maybe you can look into hydroponics okay i don't know about hydroponics that's basically like a system you can build in your garden which allows you to grow like a load of fruit quickly and it's like a self-sustainable water system runs through like the whole garden and stuff have a look into that you can do oh, aquaponics okay. too you can do it with fish yeah. that's aquaponics i will want to do hydroponics is probably yeah. better um Okay, that sounds cool. Um, okay, so the, I think everyone wants to know how you can keep your bill so low. But before we <laughs> ask that question, I want to know, was there a time when you was given an extortionate amount of money out or have you always been able to budget? Like, because look, we're, we're black. We've always had to budget. We've, we've never had money. You know, we don't have money. No one gives us like a, a 50,000 pound salary or whatever a year. No one does that. We're on like, 20 not even 20 if we're lucky 15 16,000 a year you know so how did you did you have a time when you used to spend a lot of money on food and thought no 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 no, no. this things kind of run you know yeah well to be honest I'd, we do see ourselves as a very rich family anyway so you know we're, I mean yeah we can get whatever we want course, we, whatever we want we can have but at the same time um I think we have to get smart with our spending mm. and I think yeah. what happens is is we get into a pattern of we're in the supermarket and I've done it too and we're piling on and piling on and we think it's a sign of wealth mm, yeah. you see as bigger your trolley it means you've got your stuff together yeah. it means you can afford what you want yeah. but when in actual fact you're feeding into the kind of convenience culture so to speak mm. and you're not really doing as much fresh food because if it was fresh food you wouldn't have to pile up so much Exactly, it's yeah. more convenient style so I think we've had to re-educate ourselves in terms of what is shopping or what is it what do we really need yeah. and when you look at it what we need we didn't say to ourselves look we're only spending we've only got 25 pounds a week we didn't mm. say it like that it was more of well when we take the crap out mm. and then we take the things out that were advertised on telly which we don't watch yeah. so oh, you great. know don't have that kind of influence where it's like oh we tried this but social media does it for you don't they so they yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. tell you what you should be having especially as vegans there's lots of packet vegan things now where everyone's like on these hypes 
mm-hmm. when you take out all the rubbish, you find that your fruit and veg probably comes up to about £25, if uh, not less. Yeah. So basically, that's what we do. And we add a few bits on every week. You know, if there's a birthday or something, we might add things on to help with the baking or things like that. But generally, we don't really go over that for fruit and veg, really. And if we do, it's because we are preparing for a batch cook of some sort. Okay. So the first, obviously, I used to go shopping and I used to go shopping hungry as well because I put oh, the yeah. children to bed. Bad idea. Or, or <laughs> me and my husband would go out early in the morning after breakfast and then we're ready for dinner and we're yeah, out yeah. shopping and everything. And it's our auntie is in that trolley. And then when you think about it, I didn't need this. I didn't need that. I could have baked that. I could have made that. And it's all convenient. So I'll tell you what happened was the first instance was when I was heavily pregnant. I stopped doing a bigger shop. And um, my husband always shops anyway. But I I started giving him my list of the things I needed. And when you ask a man to shop, he will get what you need. Yeah. He's not getting yeah. anything else on the side. If you say carrots, he's getting carrots. Yeah. So he's not coming back with all this, you know, frilly stuff afterwards, right? So that was how we realised. And I realised, hold on a minute. I used to look at the receipts and think, you spent 19. When I go, it's like 43 or, yeah. you know, yep. and I started reanalyzing the way that I was shopping. And I thought, you know, I need to take a leaf out of my husband's book and get what we need and stop mm. going down those middle aisles and going down the freezer aisles. I just stay away. If I go in any supermarket, I go up the fruit, down the veg and out. Okay. If I need other things, I'll, I'll be really strict. If my, I say to my son, Terrell is six. I say, Terrell, tell me if I'm going over the budget or tell me if I haven't, I haven't listed what I'm about to pick up. And he'll say, mommy, you didn't list that. And at the time I'm thinking, put those sweets down you know yeah oh listen put that back mommy that's not on the list I'm like okay thanks to our so discipline wow well, but yeah um the what is it the built a rod you built you built a rod for your own back i guess with that one exactly yeah. exactly exactly so yes my husband showed me the way with that get what you need and get out Okay. Yeah. So, wait, 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 wait. So, so you go there, you go to the supermarket, you go and buy yeah. fruit and vegetables, and then you leave. So, what about like yeah. I, when I when I had twenty five quid, I was like, okay, a lot of dumplings. Enough. <laughs> 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 I just finished them actually. <laughs> you eat a lot of fried dumplings. I know this. You know, you buy twenty five bags of flour. Yeah, you good. <laughs> You good that was a jamaican are you jamaican too or yeah yeah that's a jamaican standard um, yeah and, uh, my dad's family from st kitts and nevis okay yeah yeah so the caribbean yeah, my mom's family from jamaica yeah yeah so we know about you know the staple foods are very important mm. and they carry you through the week yeah, they yeah. really do um and so, so when you heard that, you thought dumplings straight I away. I was like, this woman's on dumplings, man, and making it look good. Um, okay, so I've been doing a sugar diet for the last week. Um, the last, uh, it's like mm. day nine now, actually. Is it nine? Okay. Nine or eight. Because uh, I decided I want to not eat, not eat sugar, not not eat sugar permanently, but like maybe only on weekends. Because I realised, the first thing I realised is sugar in everything. There is sugar everything. in 
everything. There's nothing with no sugar in it. It's like, oh my God. Except I found yeah. some um, um, beans, red kidney mm. beans. They didn't have no sugar in it. Not the ones in the, the one, actually in the tin. But I think you'd have to buy the dry ones and then pressure cook them or mm. boil them for a long time. Yeah, okay. So, um, so yeah, I've gone to the supermarket now. And I think I've been every other day. And I've spent, every time I've been there, I've spent like, I don't know, at least 30, 30 euros. So it's about 27 pounds a time in, a, in nine days. So I've probably spent like 75, almost 75 pounds just to get me through the sugar diet because there's absolutely nothing I can eat. So I have to go to like the, the healthy aisle, you know, mm-hmm. and get the brown... Yeah, yeah, get, yeah, get the brown rice. You know, brown rice. When we was young, brown rice didn't cost anything. Today, yeah. you almost buy three pounds for a bag of brown rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's horrible. You know, so to be honest, though, it's because I think sometimes it's we are we have to go back back to basics. Like I, I've uploaded some videos on it actually onto our YouTube channel yeah. about how I shop for the month as well because we do have a separate monthly shop, but it's still nowhere near. The price that people assumed it would be as mm. well um, and we buy lots of dried beans dried chickpeas dried kidney beans we dry yeah. it and we have boil and soak days so we have like a couple of days where it's just soaked and then boiled the next day and then okay. we batch freeze and then we defrost when we want cook it up and flavor it and have it with what we want and the, we get the big massive 5k of brown rice as well mm. which is 8.99 yeah so I mean, you, I don't know how it is in customs and stuff, but I guess when you come over, you should just go to certain shops and pack up before you go back. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's I, what I do. Yeah. I always get my hot, hot sauce, you know what I mean? My Jamaican Don River hot yeah. sauce. <laughs> I, I can't live with that. I got like seven bottles downstairs. <laughs> that's not enough though. That's, that's going to run out in two months. That'll be gone in two months. <laughs> hot sauce, wow. So you basically, so how you do it, you go shopping, then you yeah. prepare. It's all about preparation, isn't it? Yeah. You have to prepare yeah. everything. There is no, no, nah, we'll do it last minute. You've probably cooked yeah. up a load of rice, cooked up a load of beans. Yeah. And stuff the like things this. that I cook fresh, the things that I cook fresh is all our salads and veg mm. and um, our rice as well. Yeah. I don't um, batch cook rice because it's oh. just 25 minutes, isn't it? So I just, um, yeah, just I kind of batch cook the beans and lentils and stuff, things that not people would normally buy in the tin. Mm. I've batch prepared in freezer containers and each container that I have will last three days. Okay. So yeah. I'm able to stretch that meal for three days. So one day we might have it with brown rice. Another day we might have it with jacket potatoes. Another day could be couscous. And like the other day, I just fancied a change and did boiled dumplings to okay. have with it and then salad and avocado with the beans and stuff. So that's that, you know, just stretch it out that way. And, and then some days, if there's a little bit left, I might add brown lentils onto that just mm. to bulk it up or I'll make pastry and make patties instead with the small amount because you only need just over a, a dessert spoon for a patty. Like a yeah, Jamaica you don't need patty? Filling for a patty. Like a Jamaica yeah, yeah, you don't saltfish. Need much food. I actually don't do saltfish glasses here. Yeah, when you eat, when you whatever we've had for dinner, I will put in pastry and make a patty out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's actually a really good yeah. way to um repurpose the meal, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Yeah. 
that's that's like a nugget. Look, everybody, look, you're mm-hmm. gonna waste any food, bang in the freezer, making next day in a patty. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long does it take yeah. you to roll the um, pastry for patty? Not long at all. And if you really want to be lazy, you can buy ready-to-roll pastry for a pound in most supermarkets. And then yeah. you just cut it to size and slap it in. Okay, yeah, so it's not it's not um so we want to know, do you do you eat sweet do you eat sweets then? Because like when like I gotta compare it to yeah. me, obviously, when we <laughs> go to the shop and my kids are like, Can we have this? Can we have that? Can we have this? And they'll pick up this big bag of sweets that cost like two or three quid. And I'm like, yo, three quid for sweets, man. What's the world coming to? Do you have that? Do you have that problem? Or are you like, do you I um, think yeah. hi? <laughs> Hello? I'm oh, sorry, I it's, love kids. Sorry, no. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think um, we have like we don't go and buy loads of sweets from mm. any supermarket. Put it that way, but we do have the odd bag. But we tend to buy it from our corner shop because then it's not part of the shopping. Yeah, if we do, and that's okay. on the very odd occasion. Mm. And then obviously, because um, I love I love things like licorice. Oh. I love licorice. Mm. So like really. <laughs> I like an- aniseed, but licorice. Oh, no, oh that, was, licorice. That, that was my mom's thing, though. Yeah, I love licorice, and it's good for me as well. So, like, if we go to Holland and Barry, they have the penny sale. They have lots of, you know, you buy three, get two for two, and, you know, so we buy things like that every so often, mm. uh, especially if there's a birthday or something, because we make party bags for the children when it's either of their birthdays, yeah. because all of them together is one big party anyway, so... We make them all party bags when we have parties. <laughs> That's my next question, actually. <laughs> How do you manage with I got I got three kids. You've got double what I have. How do you manage? Because <laughs> I'm I'm struggling. Look, you can see bags under my eyes. Look, remember that whole theory about black don't crack. It's working for yeah. you, but look at me. <laughs> I'm cracking like a... <laughs> I think it's all, I think a lot of it is to do with just how we are as our lifestyle you know our lifestyle is very much um what we want it to be yeah we take it quite easy Mm. not too easy we've still got work to do we're still working parents within our hub though and we work for ourselves so we don't have that stress of outside um outside kind of management in our home it's Mm. our home and we manage it and you know my husband leads it so it's not a but I don't know, we don't really get mad behaviour issues. You probably get a little flare-up of a tantrum every so often, but it's usually due to a, a hierarchy of need, like tiredness or yeah. hunger or whatever, you know, and we can sort it quite quickly. But yeah, in terms of day-to-day coping, it's our lifestyle, isn't it? And this is mm. this is my job. My job is my family, so I just yeah. put my all into it, really. It's, it's yeah. funny you should say that, because a lot of people say, obviously, there's always this discussion that what the kids eat affects their behaviour. Because you raise vegan kids, do you think that, I mean, when you look at other people's kids, but then again, you don't send them to school, so you probably have no real benchmark, like, to, to measure them. Yeah, by. it's quite hard, really. But people do say that they find that our children are very extra calm and yeah. um, good listeners, but also very still proactive, quite happy children. And yeah. I guess because we're, um, we have had a child that's gone through the education system, we can see the difference. Yes, if you dose your children up, on sweets, you are going to be managing some pretty mad behaviours when they, they come down off that sugar. <laughs> Guilt, guilty as charged. Guilty. 
it's the come down because we see ourselves, you know, when when it's Christmas or what have you not, and they've got like extra sweets around them and stuff. Um, although we try and go for the kind of fruit-based sweets and stuff, a lot of things does have sugar in it yeah. still. So we do see ourselves, we see the difference in them. And yeah, it, it, it's quite tricky, to be honest, to manage children when they, they dose up on sugar, it really is. So we try and keep that to a minimum, if I'm honest, where they get their sweets from blueberries. Mm. <laughs> it's a couple of blueberries or dried fruit. Lots of dried fruit, actually. Mm. Yeah. So dried, dried fruit is better than... The, the thing is, I always find... The thing is, like in England, dried fruit is probably not expensive, but because I'm on the continent, you see, like, I always come to England to shop my stuff when I come there. I drive there and I fill up my car with all kinds of products and I come back. Because some of the stuff is just yeah. so expensive in, in Europe because obviously we're from the Jamaican uh, community and we're used to particular yeah. stuff which has never really made its way across to Europe at the moment. You know, there's like a very small black community. Yeah. Um, so a lot of yeah. times, like, I, when I have to buy stuff that's like special, you get it from like a maybe an African shop 20, 200 miles away and it costs an arm and a leg. No, it's mm. the same with hair care products and stuff to keep your hair yeah. nice. There's like one Africa chop in like a 500 yeah. mile radius. It's like, oh my God, guys, man, what is this? So, um, mm. yeah. Do you... Um, yeah. And do you find that that's hard? Is it hard for them to get that sort? Oh, that frozen. Oh, it's back now. Yeah. Sorry? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear no, you. No, is it froze for a minute then? Yeah. Do you find that it's hard for, for people to get that imported in is it hard is that what the problem is i think the problem is they don't just they just don't know about it like for example in really? england there's a huge jamaican community but in mm. germany the, the, like i've never i think there's one jamaican restaurant that i know of that i only heard that there's one mm. jamaican restaurant that exists so i had the idea a couple of years ago mm. well like a decade ago i was like to my family because we're all cooks we can all cook really well Let's do a Jamaican restaurant in Germany, but no one, you know, it goes, no one wants to do it. I, I, I go to Germany, but I was like, we'd be, we'd be, we'd have, we'd be Mongols now, you know, we'd be, we'd have an enterprise, we'd be millionaires, but yeah, that was, that was the plan back then. And Jamaican food, you yeah. can make it cheap, like you make patties, you know, yeah, yeah. so patties, yeah. rice and peas. I mean, if you go to a Jamaican shop, it costs what, like 10, 10 pounds to get yeah. um, stew peas yeah. and rice or something. Do that in Germany, you could probably charge 15. Wow. Like, oh this is amazing this is amazing so you know if you're looking for any ideas you know i want to cut <laughs> that's 15 percent yeah that's 50 <laughs> every Ooh. every guest who comes on black up lips and gets an idea from us pays us 15 percent <laughs> starting today let's just pick that pick that in neatly i think um <laughs> but you know what to be honest we say jamaican food but when it's it's still African food, but it's it quite something food, yeah. else. So yeah. you can always still find it. You can always still find it. Like my my mother in law calls planting matoke. She's from Uganda, mm. and she calls it matoke. So you just you just have to ask for the right thing sometimes, especially if you've got African shops. You you know that fan to have all that stuff. Actually, right about that. Yeah, um, now I come to figure it. You are right. Like because even Brazil, when they was they they call it fejal. And Araf, uh, that's yeah. um, beans, beans and rice, which is what we call rice and peas. Rice and peas. I, I was like, you guys got rice and peas too, man. And they have this, um, <laughs> what do they call it? Um, yeah, it's actually called Feijal. And it's um, like a, 
it's just like uh, you know stupies like the um, with yeah. pig's tail or oxtail or something yeah. it's the same thing i'm like they do it in brazil you know yeah. we did it like obviously in the um, jamaican kitchen so yeah so what are your hopes for, for the future what are your are you hoping to pass your knowledge onto the kids and stuff and you know have like yeah. a big movement going on everyone's vegan actually wait there i think before you answer that is anyone not a vegan in your house did your first daughter somehow escape did anyone escape <laughs> no one escaped, escaped. <laughs> they were like i'm not being a vegan the animals escaped yeah oh, the, animals. <laughs> the animals escaped yeah but our, our eldest daughter she's actually moved out she started her own business she's moved out okay she moved out um to well, it's coming up two years now already mm-hmm. yeah so in our household yeah everyone's vegan and while she lived here she was vegan and she respected yeah. it okay um, she's actually quite a good vegan cook if i'm honest she's okay. really really good she mm. knows how to throw down good vegan food so we as long as we can still instill that in them and give them that option and to have a different taste of a different lifestyle Mm-hmm. then that's what we can do really as parents isn't it you you can't really predict exactly how they're going to go in the future however if we've instilled those basic values in them we can only hope that they they benefit from them and they are already so you know yeah. as time goes on we'll see time will tell really, as they get older but yeah. um i mean whilst we're on our roof it's, it's our rules isn't it yeah that's true because <laughs> yeah. i when i went obviously i've been a um vegetarian for 10 years and when I had my first daughter, she's seven now. Our plan was to make them all vegetarians. But we had obviously conflicting um, ideas with certain members of the family who decided that it was not the right way to go. And they wanted to feed them sausages or whatever you do in Germany, you know, pork. And I was like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. But, you know, we're like, okay, they're, they're their own people. Let them decide if they want to. But I'm like, mm. at some point, they will not eat meat. Because I'm a bit more like authoritarian, you know. I'm like, they're not gonna eat. Yeah. I'm a dictator yeah. at home, you know. And, yeah. And, and so, so yeah, yeah, so that that's that's my plan going forward. Is I'm gonna tell them that at some point the meat eating stops. When you get to an age where they start understanding why we don't eat meat, then um, yeah. that's what we'll do. So yeah. anyway, it's important the leadership in your home is really important because it's the comfort also, and it's also the um the, the support frame that you have around your family, isn't it? So. Yeah, if it can cause confusion if if we're not leading, you know, and I think the values that you set, yeah, they have to be respected really. So I'm sure yeah. all will be well. Yeah. So um, anyway, I think I've, I've pretty much finished all my questions. I'm just checking if I've got any more. Health, lifestyle, and uh, yeah, I think I'm out of my questions. So how's it been anyway? We can go a little freestyle for a bit. How has it been um, surviving in the house with obviously six kids and it's been COVID, mm-hmm. you've been locked down, you know, have yeah. you found it being really like wild and stuff because of it or? Not really. Where we live in Rubri, as you would know from your mum being in Northfield, it's very much countryside over this oh, yeah. way. And yeah. you're not, you're, you're on the doorstep of the countryside, basically. Our mm. back garden is just a, so we are on the last road of Rubri. Oh, really? Frankly, that way. We're on the last road. So after us, it's countryside. Okay. At the back of us, it's countryside. So we have the access to some beautiful scenic, also walks, also parks, but not so much parks with loads of apparatus, but parks where children can just be themselves and be Nature. creative. 
and yeah definitely and do you know climb trees and all that kind of stuff so when it, we feel like it's getting tense in the house oh. and you know like that, that kind of sorry pressure cooker bubbling then we just mm. take them out into the fields they have a good igloo for that say that again so do you notice when the kids are starting to get a little bit like it's like yeah yeah uh, do. Um, it's after, to be honest with ours it's after um a couple of days it's mm. not every day um, mm. and plus they go in our garden quite a bit they've got a mud kitchen in the garden so they're oh, playing yeah. that a lot so um yeah they don't really get i wouldn't say they get um agitated after one day it's probably about mm. two days if they haven't been out but yeah we you know they're they're quite free flowing children to be honest because they they have they don't have rigid timetables and time scales where they have to be doing stuff, you know, for mm. outside influence or in terms of school and stuff. So we kind mm. of just go with flow and the family flow. If we've got something to do, we'll incorporate core subjects into that. Yeah. And everything is a lifestyle of learning, isn't it? So yeah, I love I love the idea of homeschool. This is another thing living in Germany, you're not allowed to homeschool your kids. Yeah. you are not allowed it's like if you if you try and do that you have the authorities at your door the social services and they'll remove your kids from your house also yeah. with the whole injection thing that's going around obviously everyone's nervous about the whole vaccine thing here you have to have it here there is no there is no choice i'm like oh, wow. wow and me come from england obviously where we fight this establishment you know we're yeah. like kind of like no you know here this is just kind of just go with it yeah you know it's always been that way that's how they're saying it's like wow Wow, so homeschooling my homeschooling my kids would have been it's kind of a dream for me. Um, mm. It's why I'm trying to work really hard so I can move away to Brazil and maybe buy a farm, you know, a coconut mm. farm. I would love a coconut farm, live in my natural yeah. habitat, you know, where the sun's always blaring down, you know, just nice, you know, yeah. beautiful. That's that's my um, aspirations for the future. Um, yeah. How how does the future look for you then? What what where do we go from here? Because you you're obviously getting like like pub, um, publicity now things are growing mm. for you uh, what is yeah. your what is your business do you have a business or obviously you do a YouTube channel husband, yeah my husband's a photographer and videographer as well okay. he does weddings and events and stuff great and then also he's a musician as well okay and he's also a rapper so a rapper. we've got the music side yeah we've got the music I'll send you some links to his tunes actually yeah. we've got the music side going and then also we've got the YouTube channel where we're mm. sharing our journey to document our memories as well as sharing with other families because yeah. people are quite inspired by our daily lifestyle. And so we don't show, share everything every day. No. We kind of live in our moment too, but we do try and, you know, put things together that we know will be useful to people. And then as well share like calendar events like birthdays and Christmas and stuff. Yeah. As time goes on, we're developing the channel more, we're having more time to do videos and stuff like that with and without the children. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we're, we've just not long finished making our gratitude diary as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll be selling that soon on a website, on our yeah. website, once that's finished. And we're just kind of making sure that we are sticking to what we want to do, which is travel. We definitely want to travel more. and. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law has a house in Uganda, oh. so we are looking to spend a lot of time there. Yes. A lot of time there. So we'll be going back and forth and then other places as well, because there is such thing as world schooling and the children will learn so much, even just from traveling 
yeah. to Manchester. You know, they learn so much, never mind worldwide. So yep. that's the kind of dream, the journey. And I always feel like dream is not the destination. We're already living it. Mm. We're already living the dream. We've got six healthy children. Yes, we've got our yes. health ourselves. Do you know what I mean? So we're already living the dream. But yep. in addition, we would like to do those things. Yeah. Yeah. And keep moving forward. That's definitely yeah. that's definitely cool. That's like I said that we're we're in sync there. That's definitely what I want to do is um, take my kids yeah. around, travel around the world, get as quickly as possible, get out of this country. That's my plan. That's yeah. a number one mission priority. <laughs> really, yeah. get out of this country yeah. as soon as possible. And then the next right. destination will be um, Brazil. If not, if I find something nice in Africa, Senegal, Ghana, uh, Tanzania, yeah. somewhere like this, then I'll be like, great, I'm down there. But if I can't find yeah. that, I'm going to try and get across to Brazil. It's a bit expensive, yeah. but but like you said, the natural food. If you want natural food, these are the places that go. Because one thing I've noticed is a lot of people will live in these small villages in Brazil that have all the national natural food at the that at their footstep, their doorstep, and they'll rush off to the cities to pay five dollars, ten dollars for the same food they will get for like for free in their village. Yeah, but I don't, these, I don't get it either. And I'm like, man, I live in this. I've lived in the city for twenty over twenty years. And I couldn't get this level of quality. The avocados were this big, like huge avocados, yeah. bigger than my head. I was like, wow, well, yeah. yeah. And they were like, not even 20 pence. And then I come here in Germany, I have to pay two, three euros for an avocado that's like this big, like, like <laughs> you, you put it in your mouth, you know, it's like, wow, this is uh, not fair. <laughs> anyway. Okay, um, Simone, I'm not going to keep you anymore because I can see the little one getting impatient. He's like, he's going to take your head, take, he's going to mess up your nice hairdo, you know. Be me. <laughs> oh, um, um, thanks for joining us on Black Up Lips. Oh, you're welcome. Let us know where we can find you because, like, I've watched a couple of your videos actually. I watched a couple of ones where you was going around shopping basket. What I would suggest is you do a book, a recipe book, and a um, um, how to shop cheap book, and you call it yeah. how to shop shop cheap, and uh, yeah. um, that'll be a bestseller. I tell you, especially yeah. this day and age. Anyway, where can we find you? You can find us at Thankfully True on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and Instagram actually. And yeah, you can find us there. So feel free to DM us any questions. Do subscribe and YouTube are messing around at the moment. You know, I don't know if any of the content creators are out there noticing, but YouTube are messing with the algorithms at the moment. So you yeah. really have to be watching our videos to stay notified, even really? if your notifications are on. They will okay. still, yeah, they will still put things like news content to the top of the list mm. instead of showing who you're subscribed to. Yeah, so yeah. that's really important as well to actually watch the content so that it stays in your feed. Yeah. And yeah, just enjoy the channel. Thankfully, true on YouTube. Enjoy the channel. Let us know that you've come through yourselves. And um, yeah, let's keep in touch. And yes, thank definitely. you. Thank you for having us on. Thank you. you. You got a fan in me anyway. Um, you can always write me oh, anytime you want to come you. and join us. You're welcome to just do a new oh, show. Thank you. You're always welcome. Doors are always open. And hopefully, when I get to England, maybe in July, we can meet up and we can, I'll bring the kids over. We'll eat some oh, vegan yeah. food. Definitely. Yes, that's brilliant. Yeah, of course. Yeah, always welcome. And yeah, right. I'll send you the link as well to the music. Yeah, too. send me that too. And maybe we'll get your husband on next time. We can talk about his music. I'm going to have a music month coming up. This is inspirational really month. Yeah, it's we'll Mark music. Roberts Music. Okay. Mark Roberts Music on Instagram. Is it? Uh, is it? Yeah, wait there. Is it like, um, what's it called? Afrobeat? No, it's conscious, conscious hip hop. 
Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, conscious positive people. We do love our Afro beats, but it's not it's not Afro beats just yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, All right. Yeah. All right. Friendly. Cool. Thank you ever so much. You're welcome, Simone. Right. We'll see you on the rebound. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.